0: Hello and welcome back to Media MD, the podcast where each fortnight we prescribe each other a piece of media that we have somehow missed. I'm Ruben Warhouse, and I'm Elliot Diebold. And this week on Media MD, we're we're jumping back into West Covina to uh, to to take a look at uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend and see what I thought of it. Um, whew. all right. So, what should we talk about first? I have a lot to talk about with this. <laughs>
1: yeah how far how far did you get? Because. Uh... I mean, we talked sort of at the end of last time how I was hoping you'd get through all of season one, but I wasn't sure if you would make it that far.
0: I did get through all of season one and then also okay. through all of season two. So, um, <laughs>
1: yeah. Okay. I, well, hopefully that's a good sign.
0: <laughs> yeah. Season three is like halfway through airing at the moment, Um, but since it yeah. wasn't on Netflix yet, I was just like, nah, forget it. I'll just do the first two seasons and that can be enough. Um, Yeah. So yeah, so obviously we'll be talking about spoilers for up to season two of of Crazy Ex Girlfriend here. Um, okay. So uh, I honestly don't know where to start with this one. Um, let's start with the CW, shall we? <laughs> okay. So
1: we're going positive. We're going positive to start, are we?
0: Mm, we'll see. Um, <laughs> so obviously we talked about the CW a bit, and we've talked about it a lot on this show and off this show, um, you and me. But yeah. I, I actually found the CW-ness of this show to not really be there at all in quite an interesting way. Like, obviously, this is a show that deals with relationships, right? Yeah. But it it never felt like what the creators wanted to do was impacted by the fact that they were on the CW, beyond the fact that some of the swear words and stuff were censored and they had to do stuff around that. But, yeah, I, I actually found myself not once thinking, oh, this is a CW show, which was good.
1: Yeah. Um, no, I I yeah. know exactly what you mean. There's never any sort of forced drama. I mean, it, it it's all just appropriate given how insane all of the characters are. It never feels like it's just a crappy drama that's being dragged out.
0: Yeah, exactly. Which I I, I expected it to feel like that at times because it's on the CW and that's kind of their mo. But it didn't. Um, look, let's give a a plot summary because sure, it, it's probably worth doing. Um, so the plot summary is basically the opening theme song of the first season. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, Rachel Bloom plays uh, Rebecca Bunch. Yep. It's so weird because their names sound so similar. Yeah, um, it's it's a bit too close. Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna get mixed up with calling them Rebecca and Rachel this whole time, but whatever. Let's just go with it. Um, <laughs> so Rebecca Bunch is a lawyer, big city New York lawyer, who. Basically is has some undiagnosed, as of the end of season two, mental problems, but basically boils down to she's, she's very uh, narcissistic, and she also is a bit kind of manic-depressive. Um, yeah, and, and this kind of manifests as her kind of being very driven in her work, but also not feeling happy at all and feeling very unfulfilled. Um, yeah. And so then by chance, she bumps into someone on the street who she recognizes as a boyfriend that she had for like two weeks at a summer camp. Um, when she was like, you know, like fourteen or whatever, and this to her m- represents the last time she really felt happy. and so she quits her job and impulsively moves across the country to West Covina, California, uh, partially because of him and partially because he describes himself as being really happy in the town, and she really desperately wants that um, yeah, yeah, A- and it's kind of. I would say it's more because of the town thing, because she's looking for happiness and the town is a manifestation of that than because of him, but he definitely plays a big part in it.
1: Um, well, especially once once she's there, um, her intense feelings towards him are reignited. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, and hence the title of the show, Crazy
0: Ex-Girlfriend, because she moves across the country to live near him and then basically the The whole first season is about her trying to win him away from his current girlfriend. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then that's season one, season two, they kind of have an on again, off again thing um, that season one ends with them sleeping together. Um, and then season two, they kind of are sort of in a relationship, but not really. And then they break up for a bit and then they're in a relationship again. And then they get married and then he leaves her at the altar at the end of season two. Yeah. Because he goes to become a priest, which is great. <laughs> it felt very, very uh, satisfying. Um, and that means I'm very excited to see where season three goes, because it, it seems to me like season three is going to be this kind of weird vengeful story, but I, I don't really know. Um, so yeah, that that's Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. I, I think we we touched on the fact that it's a musical show as well, which yep. is so inherent to its style. Um, and that's kind of represented as Rebecca sometimes processing her trauma and Processing things as musical theater, like in yeah. character, um, although that analogy doesn't quite hold up because sometimes other characters will sing songs independently of her, and you know that doesn't quite fit in with with that.
1: But it's not really important, so it doesn't it doesn't really bother you. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You you're the more, point just, of it you're more yeah. just interested in the songs because they're hilarious and really well done.
0: Yeah, and and that's the thing I want to talk about is the songs are far and away the best part of this show to me. Um, Like, it's a comedy, and there are jokes outside of the songs. There are, like, three songs in a 40-minute episode or so, so there's a lot of show outside of the songs. But to me, each episode is always just waiting for the next song to start and then (laughs) really enjoying it and then being like, yeah, okay, I'm finding this plot engaging enough, and there's, you know, things that are happening, but really it's just waiting for the songs. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, and and I think we should talk about Rachel Bloom's kind of pedigree here, because I think it's relevant to, to talking about why the songs are as good as they are. Um, so, I don't know where she started, but she has kind of mainly gained notoriety from her YouTube channel, right? From making these kind of pretty well-produced musical comedy skit things. Um yeah. The the most famous one, or the one I the only one I had seen of hers before this, which I didn't realise was her until like halfway through the first season, was one called Fuck Me Ray Bradbury, where she's talking about Yeah. Ray Bradbury, the science fiction author, and and how erotic his <laughs> she <laughs> finds him. And it obviously it's a comedy song. But, um Yeah, and it it's it's interesting to me. This is a this is a show that I didn't really know the pedigree of going into it, but through the musical theatre, at least, it's very apparent that that there are a lot of talented people working on making these songs really good, including, you know, Rachel Bloom. Um, yeah. It, it Yeah, I liked it. Look, let's just say this. I liked it. I liked the songs. I really liked it. Yeah. I, there's a lot of weird stuff in this show. Some of it good weird, some of it bad weird. Um <laughs> like, there's one song that there's sometimes they just have these very weird cameos. There's this one song where the ghost of Siv Jobs shows up for a second. Yeah, <laughs> it's very strange. I didn't really understand. It felt very, very weird. Um, and obviously, this show is built around being weird to an extent. Um, Rachel's a very sorry, Rebecca is a very weird <laughs> main character, and she's obviously a very kind of damaged main character, but yeah, sometimes the weirdness didn't quite land. Um, and I think as well, sometimes the more sitcom aspects of the show didn't land. So there are episodes that are quite sitcom-y and then there are episodes that are quite kind of plot progression-y. Um, so some of my favourite episodes in the show were... There's an episode in season one where they take a trip to the beach and this is basically the episode yeah. where all of Rachel's craziness first is shown to the other characters. Yeah, um, it's where
1: a few of the others realise just how insane... Or they they piece together all of the insane stuff that she's been doing. Yeah, exactly. And,
0: and that episode was amazing to me because the most interesting dynamic to me is Rebecca trying to keep a lid on her craziness and also genuinely kind of caring about the people that she is interacting with and not wanting them to realize how damaged she is. Yeah. Um, Which is a very relatable kind of, you know, a kind of journey for her to have. Um, Sure. Yeah. And it's, yeah. And I guess this is a good way to segue into my, the villain of, Season one um who is Paula um, <laughs> so uh, God, let me sum it up, so Paula is her in air quotes friend who it, this applies to season one, basically, who finds out that she moved here to try and be with Josh at the start of the f- at the end of the first episode and then basically forms a little bit of a secret club with her to try and enact these extravagant plots to get her and Josh together, yeah. right? And I think the reasons why Paula does this become more apparent towards the end of Season 1 and throughout Season 2, but in Season 1, Paula is an, a horrible person <laughs> who, who essentially pushes rebecca into the worst part of herself um and it it it's interesting to me because so many of these characters are so relatable but i just despise season one paula because she's so (laughs) she's so toxic her relationship with rebecca is so toxic
1: yeah i and i mean that often can go both ways where it it's it's perceived by both of them that paula's just sort of doing everything for rebecca but Mm. yeah as the sort of as the season evolves you start to realize that paula is just as much starting to do this to rebecca as for her and um and it's it it
0: kind of becomes apparent that for paula it's an escape from her own life Um, yeah
1: well her own problems yeah
0: yeah, exactly, which which her own problems kind of... I mean, the main problem she has is, is she's in a... At the start of season one, she's in a very kind of dead marriage, um, which kind of gets revitalized through these shenanigans. And so it, it's, a, it's a thing that does help Paula get into a better place. And then when she's in a better place, she's like, fuck, I can't do this. This is like a horrible <laughs> thing to do. Um, and so she does kind of redeem herself. But it's crazy to me that Rebecca is kind of in the... She's a character on the border between being genuinely a good person working towards her recovery and falling into her craziness, right? Like that's the dichotomy at the heart of her character and sure. some characters push her in the right direction and Paula is the main character pushing her in the wrong direction, I would say.
1: <laughs> definitely anyway. in, in season one. Yeah. Well, yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely in season one. In season two, the, the dynamics kind of shift around. Um, I'd actually like to talk about the character that I didn't expect to be- end up becoming my favourite but who really did, who was... um. Valencia.
1: Yeah, there yeah, there's a turnaround.
0: Yeah, so uh Valencia is Josh's girlfriend, long term girlfriend. They've been together for like fifteen years. Right. Yep. Um and Valencia is kind of set up as the opposition to Rebecca throughout the whole thing. But and and, and because we're from Rebecca's point of view, Valencia is kind of demonized as a character. Um. Yeah. Especially in the songs. And this is interesting to me because <laughs> The worst things Valencia ever does are in the songs, which is just a, a reflection of Rebecca's portrayal of her, right? Um, yeah,
1: that's interesting. I hadn't, I hadn't really considered that, but yeah, you're right. When when she's actively sort of being the meanest or or the bitchiest, it, it is yeah during the songs, yeah, yeah,
0: and and that's interesting to me because I mean she's like she's such an interesting character because she is the one who basically figures out what Rebecca's doing the quickest. Um, And her whole kind of arc throughout the the first half of season one is basically trying to reveal Rebecca's machinations to the rest of their their group. And it never really works. Um, And then Rebecca and Josh have a kiss towards like two-thirds through season one, they kiss. And Josh kind of sees it as a mistake and Rebecca kind of sees it as, oh, shit, my plan's actually working. Um, And Josh comes clean to Valencia and she forgives him. And it's this this weird moment of Valencia demonstrating her vulnerability and humanness that kind of is expanded on throughout the rest of the show. She just is like this actually genuinely nice person who's a bit messed up and, and kind of acts mean sometimes, but she actually kind of does care underneath. It's very strange.
1: Yeah, well, because definitely she set up at the start of the show as just a very two-dimensional, she's incredibly attractive and mm. all the guys and love like, her. And, like, controlling but, and all this stuff. Yeah, yeah, but really she's just a mean, you know, bitch and, and everyone hates her and, and that's sort of what she is for a while and then the more you mm. sort of see of her, the more she actually evolves and, yeah, it becomes a lot more interesting, especially post-season one when she's no longer just sort of defined by the fact that she's Josh's that she's girlfriend. Josh,
0: yeah, exactly. Um, and so throughout season two, she has this interesting arc of becoming quite close friends with Rebecca. Valencia and Josh have broken up. Josh and Rebecca kind of were together and then broke up. And and so Rebecca and Valencia kind of come together throughout their, their mutual like heartbreak, I guess is the right word, over Josh. Um, and so they become friends and then Rebecca actually starts dating Josh and gets married to him and you don't see Valencia for a few episodes and then when she's back she's like you know she's hurt by this but she's also able to be like look Josh and I weren't a good relationship and so you know if I, I don't think you and he are a good relationship but I'm gonna let you make that mistake for yourself
1: yeah yeah that's pretty much it
0: and then even going so far as to help Rebecca plan her wedding to Josh using the knowledge that she had from planning her wedding, her dream wedding to Josh, essentially. Um, And it's so crazy. It's like, it's weird. She's a character that really grew on me over the course of the show. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. This is a show that, this is the kind of show that really kind of got into my brain just because the characters are all so engaging in their own right. Um, Yeah. Even even the side note characters, like there's a, a... a very bro-y fa- uh, priest called Father Bra, yeah. who, who was great. Um, and there's all these kind of, you know, um, wacky side characters. And then there's side characters like a character called White Josh, who is just yeah. like genuinely is, a smart Yeah, White Josh is one of person. my favourites.
1: <laughs> he's, uh, he's fantastic.
0: Yeah, because he's just like this actually down-to-earth normal person that exists in this surreal world. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then there's side characters like Trent, who's – Rebecca's crazy ex-boyfriend. Yep. I don't know. It's it's a good show. And it's like a flawed show. Definitely it's a flawed show. And I found like some of the episodes didn't hit home for me and, and some episodes there were jokes that didn't land. And so it, it's weird for me to give it a numerical rating because it's probably – actually I would give it on a lower rating in terms of like – quality of the show outside of the songs but in terms of how much it affected me and how much it kind of got into my brain this this was a very good recommendation
1: Elliot <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the big thing is the the way it's written all of these characters are, or almost all the characters have some sort of well, their own sort of issues and, and mm. levels of insanity, but there's just enough realness to them that they're also relatable. And I think that's why it really gets to yeah. you because you alternate between thinking, oh, I'm just like so-and-so or, you know, that's so me yeah. too. Oh, my God, they're insane.
0: Yeah. Oh, that, I'm so like Rebecca. And then the next episode she, like, <laughs> fucking has this huge scheme that backfires and she, like, gets left sitting on the floor by herself <laughs> yeah. crying and it's like, oh, my God, am I like Rebecca? <laughs> please, and- please No.
1: And especially because, you know, she she'll do she'll have a revelation and, and start being more normal, mm. and then something else will happen and she'll completely revert and you will yeah, like just spiral. have gone from watching yeah. her be normal to hatching this crazy scheme that you know is not going to work and mm. yeah you just have to sit there and watch it all go to shit.
0: Yeah, and you do I you care about her like I fucking care about her as a character like I want her yeah. to get help you know exactly which is why yeah. I think so. Some of the things like Paula's character in season one affected me so strongly. Um, it's yeah, it's it's such an interesting show, and it's such an interesting show in terms of being a kind of character study of Rebecca. Um, yeah. Even though it is a comedy. So yeah, I, like I feel like I could talk about the show for a long time, but I'm I'm going to stop myself there because I don't want to just talk about how much I love slash hate each of the characters individually um (laughs) because every single character is is amazing and i just want to like spend more time with them Um, yeah so yeah i don't know what number to give this i'll i'll rate it based on how much i enjoyed it and not based on the kind of overall production and and quality of the show because i think there are parts where like the writing is lacking and all that stuff but i just loved it so i'll give it like a eight and a half i think okay awesome Mm. Actually no, I'm going to give it a nine. I love this show, and I've been listening to so many of the songs on repeat.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, definitely. I mean, recommend it to people if you can, because this is. Um, I mean, this is actually a show that's sort of struggled with viewership from the get go.
0: Yeah, it's an interesting. It's it's an interesting pitch to market to somebody. It is. Um, yeah, uh, I think the fact that it has its name and it's on the CW kind of hurts it. Definitely. But the best way to recommend it to people is just send them the songs that's what i've been doing
1: <laughs> yeah that's that's a good idea um but yeah because this show it it it's won a bunch of awards and i think that's really the main reason that the cw has kept it kept mm. it around is because it's one of their award-winning shows mm. so it makes the network look better but in terms of viewership i think it's well under a million which is just a bit ridiculous when you've got like there are other shows like the flash doing 10 times that um mm. yeah, yeah that's crazy yeah, it is. It's. I think it's. I think it's just under, underknown. Um, yeah, I really. think it's a
0: difficult show to sell
1: to people. Like, yeah, it's a difficult pitch, I would say. But yeah, everyone
0: like it's on Netflix here in Australia and presumably overseas as well. So I would definitely recommend checking out the first episode or two. Um,
1: yeah, because it's, it's not great. one of those shows that starts off too slow as well. I think you're going to know within an episode or two whether you're into it or not.
0: Yeah, I actually. Th- thought I would get into it slower than I did I, I found the, the start of the show to be some of the most compelling bits like the first half of season one was like fuck this is great and then it you know it, it gets a bit more elongated and I think they some of the songs aren't as the hit rate of of, of the songs isn't as good as the show keeps progressing it goes from like 100 percent hit rate to like an 80 percent hit rate maybe but um yeah it's yeah it's a really good show so what's your favorite song Elliot in the show
1: Oh, um, that's a good question. Hold on. I was thinking about it just before, and I've lost it. <laughs> we'll edit around um, this as I quickly. I'm not Google. gonna edit this. Let, let me tell you my answers. My answers yeah.
0: are my my top song is "I Give Good Parent," which is a song yeah. about Rebecca, like rapping about how she's so good at winning uh, over people's parents, and it's um, fucking
1: amazing. <laughs> the one, the one where um. The one where Daryl talks about having what, how, what it's like having a daughter. Oh yeah, that's um, good is right one. up there.
0: Yeah. Like uh, the special relationship between a dad and a daughter, but not in a creepy way or whatever it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I love yeah. my daughter, but not in a creepy way. That's it.
0: Yeah, nice. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, there's so many good shows. songs. Uh, songs. Yeah. Can listen to the, if you're listening to this, just go and listen to. I'll actually put some of the. I'll put the links to both of those songs in the description so you can check them out. I think neither of them is very spoilery, so
1: yeah, be and straightforward to. And I mean, because that's definitely yeah. Like you said, it's a good way to get in. I think um, Rachel Bloom posts all of the songs on her YouTube channel. On her
0: YouTube channel, yeah, as and, well um, as the uh, uncensored versions because the some of the songs have to be censored, like the words yeah. like there are words like um, pussy and. What are the other ones? They can't say fuck, I don't think, so that's no. censored. Anyway. um, Yeah, anyway. Check out the links to the songs because they're good. They're good <laughs> shit. <laughs> All right. I guess that's that then, huh? Yeah. I really like this show. It was a good show. Mm. All right. Well, that's the end of our show, though. So come back in a week and we'll be talking about a different show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.